Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. going on lovebirds welcome to the show you guys are now lovebirds members of the love tribe 
I don't know what you said, but Surrey just came on. So apparently Lovebird sounds like Siri or... Surrey or Alexa? Alexa. Oops. <laughs> or Siri. I thought it's Siri and Alexa. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. <laughs> Alexa is spying on us. Well, we hope you guys had a wonderful Valentine's Day last week. We actually recorded this show as our Valentine's Day date, I guess we could call it that. And uh, it was a great one. And the one next week we also recorded on Valentine's Day. So lots of good stuff. Love is in the air where we welcomed uh, Dr. Cassandra Baller and she had a lot of great stuff. We focused in and talked about how to know if your partner is the one. So if you're listening and you're single or dating, this is great. But even if you're in a committed relationship, it's a valuable podcast because there are things that you need to ask yourself, not to like exit the relationship just in case they're not the one you chose wrong. That might be valuable too, but more so just to ask yourself because there can be things you can discuss with your partner of of like maybe there are things you skipped over early in the relationship that are conversations you should have had. And it doesn't mean you're with the wrong person, but they're conversations that you can now have. Um, and Cassandra gives us some great tools and information to to have these conversations. Just a little bit about uh, Dr. Cassandra Bowler. For over 13 years, she has been engaged in community-based programming and research efforts that focus on improving outcomes for children and their families. And she is based in Georgia. And you might hear a, a couple little coos from her newborn baby that she was holding as we were interviewing. And uh, yeah, we were basically doing the same thing three years ago. So we were right there with her. So in the interview, Cassandra talks about Four red flags that are called the four horsemen, which are criticism, content, stonewalling, defensiveness. If any of those four red flags pop up in your relationship and you really want some tools and resources to work on those, we would love for you guys to check out our course, Spark My Relationship. The whole first module is based on how to avoid these toxic relationship patterns in your relationship. So we encourage you guys to check it out. We had a Valentine's special going on last week, but if you miss that special, you can still go to the website sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock, and we have a special offer just for our listeners of ID Podcast. So we would love for you guys to check that out. Enjoy today's show. Today's show is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days. We've collaborated with 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. To unlock a special offer only for I Do Podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. That's sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. Hi, Cassandra. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Hey, I'm so delighted to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. We like to start the show with having you tell us and our listeners why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. 
Most definitely. It's just my desire to help people um, create the skills and the knowledge that they need to have healthy relationships. A lot of my work comes from, um, I have a big background in doing health disparities research, looking at child health disparities. Um, and we're trying to improve social um, emotional outcomes for children, um, as well as their academic outcomes. But, you know, those kids go back home to a home environment where they may not be getting that that encouragement or they may not be seeing healthy examples of marriage or healthy examples of relationships. And so my desire was to really kind of take a more preventative route. I always say that it's health is always easier um, to prevent a fire rather than fight a fire. <laughs> so I really wanted to help these kids when they're going home to these contexts and even also when it comes to creating a legacy of healthy relationships. And so I really love to equip couples and individuals with the tools that they need to create not only a healthy relationship for themselves, but also to empower them to create um, a healthy legacy of relationships as well. That's awesome perspective to have in and take in your work. And we'll have to have you back on and we can really dive into that childhood aspect of uh, the examples and having the legacy because so much of how we learn to be in relationship is based on our childhood, how we see our parents in relationship um, and how we receive love from them. So it's really fascinating and it definitely is going to affect how we choose a partner. And that's kind of uh, maybe a good segue into today's topic of how to know if the person we're with is someone we should be marrying or committing to a long-term relationship uh, with. And sometimes that can be hard to know because relationships are difficult. And early on, there's the honeymoon phase and you got all these good chemicals and you feel like you're in love, but that's not always the best indicator. So why don't we jump right in and, and talk about the major things we need to ask ourselves uh, when committing to a long-term relationship? Most definitely. I always say that the um, one of the most important decisions that you can ever make in your life is who you choose to marry. And like you were saying earlier, oftentimes we can get clouded by infatuation or we can oftentimes even be clouded by that person presenting him or her, him or her best self in the beginning. And so I think it's always important um, to make sure that you're making a clear and a sober decision. Um, and so with that, there are uh, a, a various different factors that you want to think about um, because you want to make sure that it's a decisive decision and not something you're sliding into. Also, Scott Stanley is a researcher, and he talks a lot about how when you slide into these big relationship commitments, oftentimes you don't have the same level of stability Oftentimes, you don't have the same level of satisfaction. And when I say sliding into a relationship, we are creatures we like to invest, right? And when we make huge investments, oftentimes we don't want to leave whatever we've invested in um, because we don't want to lose that return. And so with making those sober decisions, what I think is important is, first of all, to, to figure out, well, do we have the same shared values? Does this person... Um, even want to aspire to get married? Are you on the same page when it comes to that? Um, and as well as not only are you on the same page when it comes to where you want this relationship to go, because um, 
um, sometimes there, there may be a discrepancy with one person may be aspiring to get married. One other person may, be, may kind of just be dating just to have fun. So you really want to make sure that you're on the same page, that you have similar values. Um, oftentimes in therapy, I see a lot of people come in and they think, oh, well, we have such different personalities. That's not a big, that's not a big, huge problem that you're not, you don't have similar personalities. You want to make sure that you have the same, you have similar core values. So this person values family life. So this person has the same type of values that you have and that they can coincide well. Also, too, this is something important because this is going to come up in any relationship is conflict. How does this person manage conflict? Does he or she manage conflict well? And when I say that, um, there are some indicators of unhealthy ways to manage conflict when it comes to a relationship. Um, Dr. John Gottman, who is one of the most renowned researchers when it comes to studying relationships and marriage, he can even um, pinpoint by observing couples up to about a, a, a 90 something odd percent accuracy whether couples will get divorced based on how they engage with one another. And he has these four interaction styles. Um, that he terms um, the four um, horsemen of the apocalypse because they could be just that dangerous for a relationship. So when you're looking at this marital partner or a potential marital partner, have you seen this person upset? And how does this person um, handle conflict and manage conflict? And these are some things that you want to make sure that this that this person avoids or even you avoid when it comes to healthy um, uh, relational functioning. One, criticism. You want to make sure that this person doesn't always criticize you when he or she gets upset. Um, secondly, contempt. Um, and third, um, stonewalling. And then lastly, defensiveness. So you really, because there are going to be some joint decisions that you're going to have to make together as a couple. And with that being said, sometimes conflict can, can, can come up. So you want to make sure that you know, you and your partner can handle conflict and manage it well because it will be definitely, um, it will come up when it, when it comes to marriage. There's so much great stuff in here. And just touching on that last point of, you know, we have a relationship advice podcast. And I think a lot of people in their relationship get concerned. Like we, there's conflict and it's like, we're not trying to prevent conflict. We're trying to right. manage it, like you said, because conflict is inevitable and it's how we grow in a relationship. And that's why relationships can be so great is because they can be a mirror onto the things that you're not doing great as a human being or as a parent or as a partner. So that a lot of times manifests itself as conflict when you have a disagreement with your partner and that disagreement might be because you're in the wrong and that's that mirror back onto yourself and that's how we grow and that's why you know being in a relationship is great and and uh bringing this back to knowing if it's the right person it's those think conflict is okay and be, but being aware of the four horsemen, like you mentioned, and, and realizing that, that it's, it's going to happen, but that if our values are the same or similar, or at least not completely different on everything, then that foundation is one of the most important things. 
Most definitely. And conflict can also be an opportunity for growth. It's not like you said, it's not necessarily an indication that something is wrong with your relationship. It's going to happen. You live in close quarters with someone for long enough, <laughs> you know, conflict will definitely, definitely um, flare up. Um, as well as, you know, thinking about your own personal fulfillment, um, you know, your partner, your marital partner, you want someone who's going to support what you're passionate about because your total fulfillment as an individual won't necessarily come just from your marriage. There may be something, a cause, there may be something that you're, you're extremely passionate about and you want to make sure that your partner is kind of on board and supportive of you um, engaging and even some outside interest and supportive of that time. And just some of the basics, such as, you know, integrity. Does this person um, display integrity? Is this person honest? Is this person trustworthy? Some of those basic um, characteristics are very, very important. And I would also say that, do you have a peace about moving forward in a relationship um, or moving toward marriage with this individual. Now, you know, we all get this idea of, you know, men on their wedding days having cold feet. And um, research does show um, from UCLA that men are more likely to have cold feet on their wedding day. But what we do know from the research, actually, that was published in the Journal of Family Psychology, um, is that when women have cold feet, on their wedding day, they, that is an indication that it may be more likely to dissolve the marriage. And what they found in that study was that women who had cold feet on the day of their wedding day, they were twice as likely to actually be divorced four years later compared to brides who did not have a sense of having cold feet. So, you know, do you have a sense of peace? about moving forward in, the, in a relationship with this person. That is kind of that gut feeling. <laughs> you know, your gut <laughs> can tell you a lot um, about, you know, is this a good person? Is, does, this, does this necessarily feel right to me? That's, that's important as well. I would love to expand a little bit more on when you talked about whether a partner has certain passion and being passion for certain hobbies or things like that, and then how that can affect the relationship in terms of, I guess that's not really considered a core value, but it does affect a relationship if maybe one person is super passionate about something. Surfing. <laughs> Chase is over here <laughs> surfing. Um, or really anything, you know, and then how that affects the relationship. Not that I've ever felt inferior to surfing, but I can definitely see how in certain relationships, if one partner is super passionate about a hobby, can make someone else feel inferior uh, to the relationship or, or second. So prior to getting married, if, if, if those feelings are, are happening with somebody, how would you express those feelings to really make sure that they're not making a wrong decision and that they actually are, I guess, second to the relationship. The hobby is, is first. Oh, wow. That's really good um, because I think you have to communicate about that. If you feel like this um, hobby or this passion is taking precedence over the relationship, then um, that's something that you definitely want to um, communicate. And, um, you know, because the reality is that we all receive love in different ways. And, you know, if quality time is very important to you and you feel like this person is spending more quality time with this outside 
um, endeavor, then that could be extremely problematic for the well-being of the relationship and how satisfied you are. And so, you know, if you see that on the front end, have an open uh, and honest commun- and uh, conversation about it. Because if this other person is getting fulfillment out of it, you don't want to just take it away and say, oh, you can't ever have fun in this area or whatnot. Um, but, but also, too, you know, someone's personal passions, whether it not necessarily just be a hobby, but even your career passions, um, things that you're very passionate about professionally, um, maybe even a cause that you want to do in the community. Um, the person doesn't have to drop his or her, your partner doesn't have to drop his or her life. But is he or she supportive of that? And I think that you raise a, a great question um, about, you know, that person spending too much time in that because we can spend a lot of time in something that's good. But if it's detracting from the relationship, then that could potentially be a problem. And so you just want to have open and honest communication about those things early on and set a precedent. Um, they have this idea. Um, John Gottman also coined this called the poop detector okay and what's really interesting about that is that if something rubs you the wrong way it's really important to um, make mention of that early on so that the stench of it doesn't just linger so you know early on in the relationship which is an optimal time even before you get married bring that up let that person know so that it doesn't continue to bother you long down the road and then five and ten years later you feel like wow I feel so neglected in the relationship. So, um, you know, making indication of that early on can actually salvage um, some of your own satisfaction and well-being in the relationship. You mentioned communicating around these things and doing that early in the relationship. And we talk about it so much on the show, but this is just another example of, of communicating, hey, it bothers me when you go surfing twice a day, every day. And, and saying that doesn't have to be like the first week you're dating, <laughs> but, but you know, right. as, as it's becoming more serious, if, if that bothers you and you, you like the person and, and that way, maybe that person's not willing to change and, and you have a conversation around that. And then, you know, you can decide if that's the relationship you, you continue to, uh, to pursue. And I'm glad Sarah brought that up because it's something that I would imagine many probably type A people, uh, if you're in a relationship with a type A person that just gets, you know, very driven, really gets into things, this can be a reoccurring theme of, you know, that partner is very dedicated to to their hobby or to their work. And it can sometimes feel like that takes priority over the relationship. And I try to tell Sarah, it's like in the same way that I want, you know, that, that I love her and, and our daughter, not in the same way, but it's hard to describe like my passion for surfing. It's not that those two things are equal or more, but, but my need and my drive to pursue a a lifestyle that involves surfing is a big priority in my life. It's not more important than Sarah and our daughter, but it's, 
it's a thing, right? And so communicating that, and Sarah knows this, and that's why our relationship works, but we have to continue to communicate about that. We did it early on, but things change, you know, when you have kids, it, it's not, it's not quite as cool to be surfing as much when, when there's, <laughs> there's more things to be done at the house. We have a kid. And so we're finding we have to constantly update that communication. Um, so that so that Sarah is happy and that I'm happy and we're both finding a compromise that I don't have to give up my passion, but she doesn't feel like she's coming separate uh, to to my passion. But before we continue on, we want to tell you about today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Babbel. Babbel is the number one numero uno selling language learning app in the world that helps you speak a new language with confidence. To see how confidently I said numero uno, it's because I practice Spanish on Babbel. And not only can you learn Spanish, which is super helpful since we live in Costa Rica, but you can also learn French, Italian, German, Russian, Swedish, and more over 14 different languages. Babbel's short 10 to 15 minute lessons are available on the app or online and are designed to get you speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. You can try Babbel for free. Go to babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com or download the app to try it for free. Babbel, speak a new language with confidence. Today's episode is also brought to you by Native. Chase and I are very particular when it comes to deodorants. We don't want to be all smelly, but we also don't want to use products that contain chemicals and aluminums. Deodorants are a funny thing to be particular about. Yeah, who wants to be all smelly? And and to use chemicals, and that's why we love Native. Native is made with clean ingredients that are safe and effective, even for me here in hot and humid Costa Rica, I managed to not smell myself too much, which is good. Native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women. Plus, they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. They also offer an unscented formula and baking soda free formula for those with sensitivities. We have their lavender in rose and not only does it smell great, but it leaves us dry and smelling nice for Sometimes up to 16 hours. I don't really last that long because I'm outside. (laughs) Well, I do. (laughs) Although Native is priced at a slight premium when compared to conventional deodorants, it's totally worth it. Aluminum is in a lot of brands out there, and it may be linked to some serious health ramifications, including breast cancer and Alzheimer's. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code I do during checkout. For 20% off your first order, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code I do during checkout. Most definitely. Um, And having that open and honest communication early on. And as you were saying too, um, there are different seasons to your relationship and your marriage. And like you were saying, when you have young children, um, sometimes you have to juggle things a little bit differently or um, whether you are part of that sandwich generation, you're caring for elderly parents while 
um, having children in the home. So there are various different um, aspects to the different seasons that you may be in in your relationship that would also affect the time that you dedicate to your marriage and then even some of those outside interests. Also, too, I think I would love to talk about how I think when we're thinking about a marital partner, whether he or she is the one, oftentimes uh, there's this idea that, um, you know, there's only one soulmate. And if I find the perfect person, I won't have to do much work. You know, we just will be totally compatible, you know, and things will just run smoothly, you know, but that is definitely um, a, a misconception. You know, we all have the capacity to grow into being someone's soulmate. So the longer you are with your marital partner, of course, compatibility is important, but you're going to have to work with whoever, with, with, with whomever you decide to marry. Um, you're going to have to work with that person. Um, and the longer you get to know that person, the more you'll know his or her dislikes and the more that you can kind of um, find this delicate balance and this, de- and this delicate uh, dance of being each other's soulmate because you get to know each other a little bit better. So you know how to kind of work together even better. And so I think sometimes people feel like if things are not just easy and it's not secondhand nature, then maybe this isn't the one. No, if anything, marriage is going to be utilized, like you said, as a mirror and, and, and growth doesn't happen always in um, 100% comfort. Sometimes it is that discomfort that catapults us into the growth that we need. We just want to make sure that we're doing it in a healthy way, a very healthy and supportive way, not in a demeaning way. But I I just wanted to also talk about, you know, this idea of, well, (laughs) if I find the perfect person, these will be easy and smooth. You know, it's going to take work uh, regardless. I love that you brought that up because it's something that we've personally, or I have shared this story on the podcast that I felt early in our relationship is I really liked Sarah. Like we were living together very early on, but I wasn't particularly looking to be in a long-term relationship at the, at the time. And so there was some elements of resistance there and she was just getting out of a relationship. And then I didn't have these crazy feelings of like, she's my soulmate, like later on. And I've shared this, like I said, this is, I'm not breaking this on Sarah right now. Uh, (laughs) So everyone knows, but it was something that I struggled with because I'm like, all right, do I, do I, do we continue this relationship? Um, because in the movies, you know, it's supposed to <laughs> feel differently or, or, you know, or I don't know, cause I don't know how it feels. I've never married anyone before. And so I, you know, and I would have some talks with my mom who is a, a, um, cognitive therapist and, and just my mom and, and a great person, uh, to bounce things off of. And she's like, she's the one that made me understand that Sometimes you can grow together and you grow into a deeper love. And and then having done this podcast and talking to people like yourselves, it seems like a lot of times that's actually a healthier way to to enter into a long-term relationship. And not that there's any wrong way to do it, but that, you know, it's easy when all those hormones and, and, and 
oxytocin and everything's firing and you're like madly in love with someone, but that goes away, unfortunately. And then yeah. you're left with the real stuff. And if, if things like your values don't align, if your partner's not supportive of your passion, then everything else doesn't really matter for the long term. And I just want to, you know, thank you for bringing that up because it's such an important thing that I wish I heard early on in Sarah and I's relationship as just comfort. It doesn't mean that that person, that's, that person still might be wrong for you, but that it's okay to not lock eyes with the person across the room. And, and then the first time you meet and that's your soulmate. And, and I think that's what we're told. And it's the fairy tale. It's the cultural uh, narrative that that's really popular. And, and it's just, Maybe it happens sometimes, and that's a beautiful thing, but the majority of the time, it's not the way it goes down, and relationships take hard work. Yes, they do. And oftentimes, it's easy to become disillusioned um, You know, when you are just so high off of, like you were saying, that those, those bonding chemicals, that, that oxytocin, that newness definitely does you know, it leaves. Eventually you become familiar with this person and you want to have the skills and the knowledge um, that are needed to actually develop and build a healthy, uh, a healthy relationship and marriage. Um, so I, I agree completely with what you're saying there. So we, we've established some of the core things that, that we need to look for, like having that foundational set of values that, that, uh, that we can share with our partner in, in knowing what our deal breakers are so that if they don't share those values, they might not have to be every single one, but you got to know personally what your deal breakers are. If, if that, if your partner is not meeting a majority of those or whatever you decide, you need to be honest with yourself and then, and come to terms with that and maybe discuss it with that, with your partner. Otherwise, need to move on. And, and that obviously is a gray area. There's no one exact thing to ask and then a checklist. And if the, you don't check it off, then they're not the one. So besides the, the values, are there any other major things supporting your partner's passion, uh, things like that, that we need to ask ourselves as far as knowing if this is the person we want to commit to? Most definitely. You know, you are choosing a marital partner, but you are also choosing the future parent of your children. And does this person have the qualities and the characteristics that you believe would make a wonderful um, parent? And I'm glad that you said, too, because oftentimes, you know, um, let's just I'm, I'm just take a uh, uh a typical situation. Oftentimes when we're thinking about infatuation, a lot of times people who were maybe in extremely attracted to or infatuated with, they may not always necessarily have those qualities that will make a good parent. So you have to ask yourself, because you're literally choosing your child's parent. Does this person have what I would like to have as a partner with this, would this person make a good father? Would this person make a good mother? Those are things that you also want to think about and consider. And then lastly, like I was, um, I was saying before, you know, who you choose to marry is probably one of the most important decisions of your life because this individual is going to have an opportunity to influence so many different areas of your life. 
such as just what you eat, <laughs> you know, places that you go on vacation, um, um, your health, your mental health. Um, and so a question you have to ask yourself is, are you willing to accept influence from this person? And that is so critical because they're going to influence your life regardless. But are you willing to accept some degree of influence from that person? And and even so, research has shown that when um, in partners who are unwilling to accept their partner's influence, especially uh, for wives, when husbands are unwilling to accept influence from each other, that can negatively affect the marital satisfaction. And so you want to ask yourself, you know, this person's going to influence my life to a certain degree. We are married. We're living in close quarters. We're going to be doing a lot of things together. We're going to be doing life together. And in doing life together, am I willing to accept this person's influence in my life? Is this going to be the person I bounce ideas off about when I need to make a career change? Am I willing to accept some, some of those suggestions this person may have? You know, so that's really important because you're going to be doing life with this individual. So I would say that's a very important question to ask yourself. Cassandra, you have given us and our listeners some great things to think about. And yeah, it's like we need to be mindful in these moments because our brains can get hijacked by the dopamine, by the story that we tell ourselves of, you know, asking if that person's going to be a good parent. The guy on the bike who's a, a, a bad boy wearing the leather jacket is very appealing and sexy for the romanticism of it, right? You know, it's like the typical right. story, like, right? But that's very surface level and it, it can be easy to get caught up in that. And that's like the cliche version, but there's different degrees of all that, right? And right. Just asking ourselves, like you said, like, how's this person going to be in doing life together? I love that <laughs> because that's, that's like the nitty gritty stuff that we're going to go through life with this, this person and the ups and downs and being a parent. And it's not, it's not very glamorous changing diapers and being super tired. And, and how is that person going to be in those times? And obviously we can't just overanalyze this because you could drive yourself crazy. But if you're honest with yourself and you ask yourself these questions and you've spent some time with this individual and, but really be honest with yourself, I think we can tell. And if, if you're constantly lying to yourself of like, oh, in, in overlooking things that are very important to you, I guess it's kind of like you, you need to decide how many of those things you're going to overlook. And at a certain point, just have a real honest conversation with yourself and, and, and come to terms with it. If, if it's something that, that you're willing to live with or move on and find someone that that's going to be a better fit and, Obviously, it's not an exact science, but I think if we if we use these tools that you've you've mentioned here today, we'll be well on our way to choosing the right partner. Yes, and you know, I really think that this highlights how you have to be future oriented. You know, and thinking about well, will this person make uh, a good 
um, parent. You know, you know, when we're in our elderly years, do I want to be on the front porch in a rocking chair talking to this person? You know, um, as well as you, do we have a similar vision for what we want our futures to look like? Oh, that is so critical. Um, you, and having those conversations such as, you know, it's okay if you don't want certain things in life. Um, you want to make sure that it's at least some, you know, similar to what your partner's vision is for the future. Um, such as something very simple. One person wants to have children, the other person doesn't. You can't believe that marriage is going to change that person's mind. That person has a different vision for his or her future. And so you have to honor that. And if it's something, and if it's a non-negotiable, something that you totally don't want to live without in your life, you have to make those hard decisions now instead of trying to make them later. We need a whole episode uh, dedicated to children and having children and how many children, uh, because yes. we have yet to do that and we, we need to do that. So maybe we'll have you back on the show to have talk about that topic. <laughs> Oh, yes, I'd be more than happy. Well, thank you so much, Cassandra, for joining us on the show and, and sharing with us all the great information. Um, let's wrap up by having you tell our listeners where they can find you online, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, wonderful. Um, you can find me at Therapy Co Counseling. That's Therapy Co Counseling.com. Um, also, too, I have a book for uh, premarital couples or people who are even single. And it's called Preparing Your Heart for Marriage. It really focuses on the internal, um, emotional, and spiritual work that you can do to actually put your heart in a healthy place for marriage. And um, that's at um, marriageheadstart.com. Marriagehead, H-E-A-D, start.com. Excellent. Well, we'll have the link to your book and your website on your show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com. And again, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Hi, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the links are in the show notes page, as well as on the podcast description. And while you're on our website, we encourage you guys to check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. We send you an email for 14 days with simple, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And on our website, we also have a bunch of free resources for your relationship. So we encourage you to check those out. Uh, we also have our love tribe on Facebook. Uh, we encourage you guys to join the tribe and uh, be there for support for each other. If you have questions or just need some relationship advice, we are all here for each other. Um, the group has grown to almost a thousand people um, and we love it. So we hope you guys join that. You can go to Facebook, Love Tribe Fam, and you'll find us right there. And if you are interested in learning more about our flagship course, Spark My Relationship, we hope you guys check it out. We have a special offer that is only for podcast listeners. So you can go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock and you can unlock that special offer and learn more as always thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week
You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.